Hey folks, it's your boy Chris here with some of that good old-fashioned pre-show stuff. First off, these next few episodes are going to be a little weird. A lot of splitting people up, both for story reasons and some recording schedule reasons. Decisions on what order the next three episodes are being released in were made both on story beats and editing time, so if there's anything slightly off, that's why. I don't think there are any issues, but memory is hard, you know? Next, usual Twitter appreciation. I'd like to thank Memester of the Week, GM Hina, Justin Snowden5, and Chaotic Good Times for following us on Twitter. If you were following us too, you wouldn't have been so surprised when there was no episode last week, since that's where I announced it. Get all of my apologies for not following our update schedule at the Forestcast on Twitter. Finally, some exciting news. I don't check Apple Podcast reviews often, mostly because it's a hassle, and we also didn't really ever get any but that's all changed as back in october we got a five-star review from x rudy 2dx sorry for the delay but thank you for the stars and the kind words hope you're still listening and enjoying and receive the shout out please if you have time give us a review on apple podcast it helps other people find the show and i'm terrible at marketing it'd be really nice if it was a five-star review but i can't tell you what to do as i'm not your dad anyway yeah like, comment, subscribe, tell a friend, leave a review, etc., etc. I'll let you get onto the show. Last time on Out of the Forest, Enif is going to scoop up the dog. That's so been that here they this entire time. That's been here this entire time. Try and add up something, make sure that, you know, we can see if they've you know, been around the Main Street area around that time. Seems to be the focal point of whatever is going on. Well, if it's not, then that at least helps us figure out that it's a roving phenomena. If you change your mind, the offer's still on the table, and who knows, maybe I'll find something to sweeten the pot eventually. Uh, you look over to see if Baron is holding the dog, and you see the dog just sort of sitting on the ground where Baron was. You don't see a single sign of Baron anywhere on this block. Hello and welcome to Out of the Forest, an actual play podcast about a demigod and a dog going off on their own little one-shot adventure, I guess. We are currently playing Monsters Week by Michael Sands. I am Chris, and I'm your GM slash keeper, and I am joined by my players. I'm Evan, and I'm playing Bella today. I'm Dominic, and I play Kernunas. Alright, um, th- I... I don't know what order these episodes are going to be released in, so this might be a warning coming too late. But uh, unlike the other episode that's coming out around the same time, uh, that is a uh, me and Evan only episode, uh, which is for story reasons and a little experimental thing I'm trying out, uh, this is just because Dom's been busy, he's a teacher, and so sometimes it's just eats him alive. Yeah, so uh, we're recording this separately. It's uh, the characters were already going to be separating, so it just sort of worked out that way. Um, and since Evan's character has been banished to the Shadow Realm for the time being, uh, he is going to be playing Bella, who I've put up together like a little character sheet. Uh, any luck he spends will be put on Baron, just because it's, he's playing the Bella the dog as an extension of his own character. Um, 
and this pri- Knock on wood won't be a thing that happens again. Um, but, like, Bella will have some specific moves to her being a dog. And as well, stats as well. Uh, with that being said, uh, we will now return you to Out of the Forest, already in progress. Kernunos, you are heading down the street, Bella in your arm. She's squirming slightly, not really trying to get out of your grasp, but just, you know, she's a puppy, so she's just moving all the time. And in the distance, you can see the faint drift of smoke from uh, the Broken Spine bookstore in Chiropracti. Uh, and a while, as you kind of slow down a while behind you, you can see... Uh, Isaac and Enif making their way to the nearest bus stop so they can head to the hospital. Baron's missing, and you don't really have the first idea of where to start looking. But perhaps I'm wrong about that. What do you do? Um, I think uh, he's gonna obviously uh, try to see if Bella can um, sniff anything out or has any ideas or Assuming that Bella is smart enough to look for Baron, you know what I mean? I <laughs> <laughs> think we're going to have to apply some suspension of disbelief there, uh, primarily because Bella's existence is twisty in the canon regard, <laughs> and if we're talking technically, I think Baron's only owned her for a month, but I'm going to say that they've formed a good bond uh, thanks to his good, good pheromones. They're also both dogs, so they must be best friends. <laughs> yep. I mean, yeah. But, so, I mean, Bella's definitely just going to look at you with that usual kind of happy dog face of like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> the, uh, Kernunus is like, uh, alright girl, I need you to find Baron. Where's where's your uh, where's your owner? Find him. Bella kind of like tilts her head a bit and then kind of looks over towards a mailbox and just starts sniffing the the bottom of the mailbox. (laughs) And that just kind of looks at you again and with a happy, dumb face. Kurnanos is like, kind of like looks at that, looks under the mailbox and stands back up and goes, I don't know what I was expecting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I mean, I think uh, Kurnanos will then go to uh, where where the static was earlier and just is is going to try to like look for any indication of whether it's still there, whether it's moved, anything like that. Oh yeah, go and give me an investigative mystery. Okay. Uh, bop, bop, bop. That's, That's three. a 3. <laughs> Ooh, oh dear. <laughs> uh Kernunos, you begin looking around this area, uh just trying to reach out for anything and something strange is going on you're not sure what it is it's not something you've really ever experienced before but you just feel really lightheaded and you 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 feel just uh, tired's not quite the right word fatigued might be more accurate um and as you kind of try and get a grasp on what's happening to you uh, it it's, it's slowly fades, um, but doesn't completely go away. It kind of lingers in the background. And you have no clue what that could possibly mean, uh, but it's making it a bit hard for you to concentrate enough to, to investigate this area. 
shortly after you, you, you're, you're trying to figure this out and, and Bella's sort of just running around your feet probably, um, you see a couple of unmarked white vans uh, driving quickly down Main Street in the direction of the remains of the Broken Spine. Uh, I think Kroonis, like, <laughs> he, like, kind of turns and pretends to be looking inside of a, a store as they drive by. <laughs> All right. Like, uh... Uh, yeah. They head straight down the street and uh, d- down down Main Street a ways. You, c- you can see them parked uh, by, and you, c- you can see the telltale signs of men and women in suits uh, coming out of them and, and walking around the area. Well, that... That is not his problem. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's got bigger things to worry about. Jeez, uh, oh, Louise. Okay. Um, and there was nothing under the mailbox when I looked there? <laughs> no. Okay. No, there was not. <laughs> All right. Darn. Uh, hmm. Say, uh, worth mentioning that at this point, it's probably like two or three in the afternoon, I think. Um, a lot, I think at this point, the, the police have, have made something of a perimeter mm-hmm. around the store, so that side of the street on that block is sort of just completely blocked off. But other than that, people are, you know, there's there's some people that kind of wander in the area that weren't there when the explosion happened that are kind of like trying to figure out what happened, you know, rubbernecking. But for the most part, people are just enjoying their day on Main Street, going to shops, uh, grabbing a late lunch, going to the nearby ice cream shop. Um, I mean, I, I think that... It sounds crazy. I think Kununos is going to grab a late lunch. I mean, for, for some <laughs> reason that feels eat. very in character, for Kununos to like, just go grab some it, food. I think it's the kind of thing that it, it's he doesn't quite know like where to go and and honestly the best thing to do might just be to get a slice of pizza and sit here and see if anything happens you know what i mean i think that he is primarily looking just to see if there's any phenomena that occur like static or staticky people or anything like that gotcha uh all right yeah uh Kerninos, you go and find a pizza shop um would you say a pizza salon Sure, you go to the Hispanic Consent Pizza Salon. Oh, no. um, luckily, they don't seem to mind that you brought a dog in. They they just are like just make sure you're not holding it over anyone's food. And um, what? Hold on, what? <laughs> you heard the, me. Holding the dog over other people's food. I, I, I don't think they. I don't think they mean like literally directly above, but like generally like hovering, like standing near people with a dog in your arms while they're trying to eat their pizza is probably a bad plan. I don't think they mean literally okay, yeah. shaking Bella like a salt <laughs> shaker over their like, pizza yeah, slices. That. Stick some hair on your pizza. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> what's what type of pizza slice does does uh, Carninos order? Um. Oh, that's a great question. Uh, it might just be. You get cheese? the salsa verde. Oh god. <laughs> oh god. Uh, no, I think Taco it's pizza? just cheese, honestly. What a what a boring ass person. Um, I yeah, think that all right. in in many ways it is like the platonic ideal of pizza is just cheese. You know what I mean? And Kurnunos only understands this in in as far as like this is what pizza is supposed to look like. <laughs> Well, I wanted, I wanted a pizza, and they had all these other things that looked similar to pizza, but it had all sorts of different stuff, so it must have been not pizza. <laughs> must, must not have been pizza. 
All right, yeah, you get a slice of cheese pizza and head out onto, like, at one of the chairs out front of the building on their their patio, because you are patio enough. And you sit down and start eating, um, eating your pizza and sort of watching the area around you. Uh, yeah, investigating mystery, I think, makes the most sense, because there's not, like, a currently bad situation happening, and that's the only other observe ability. Oh, my God. Uh, what'd you get? That's a six... Um, Bella, does Bella want to help out? Yeah, can, can, yeah. <laughs> I, I think it probably has dawned upon Bella at this point to that. I mean, th- throughout, because still a puppy, you know, um, that being away from Baron for an extended period of time, he's like, never coming and, back. And with <laughs> so, specifically with another human being, just start to you know be like, I don't know what's going on. So. He left me, and he's never coming back. Let me with this weird person who doesn't really smell like a human. I don't know. All right, yeah, give me that help out roll. Please, please. That's a oh 12. my god! Wow, Bella's yep. Bella's here and is ready. <laughs> uh, what is your one question, Kenneth? And then I will do I put those two together. Does that still count as a failure on my end? Uh, no. It changes the role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Alright, so let's see. Um, where did it go? It being uh, barren. Alright, yeah, I like it. <laughs> um, so, Kenosha, you're sitting there, and you're sort of, like, listening to stuff here and there, um, and you're, you're looking around trying to catch anything, and unfortunately it just seems to be a regular day um there are a lot of people walking around so it makes it very hard to pick apart the crowd and you're not quite catching anything uh but then suddenly you hear bella barking and uh you look down she's looking at you sniffing the ground barking at you looking at you sniffing the ground barking at you and as you 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 look down and catch her eye she begins heading off in a direction uh and bella uh you have caught a whiff of your owner it's it's faint and you're lucky you're a dog because you would not have caught it otherwise uh and it begins taking you uh in a certain direction down the street um presumably Kernanus follows yes all right yeah Kernanus, he stops you... to finish his pizza and no he, yeah he follows follow you follow <laughs> <Stupid> uh heating <dog. laughs> e- e- you make me look bad <laughs> um you finish up the crust as you get up from your seat and follow Bella, tossing your paper plate in the nearest waste bin. And uh, Bella takes you down the street to a uh, a block, and then she seems to lose the scent. Um, there are a number of shops on this block. Uh, a lot of them seem... It's it's further down Main Street towards the end, so it's, it's less of the, uh, like, gift shops and art shops and restaurants and more of the, like... There's like a plumber and there's like a, a tattoo salon. Is it tattoo salon? Parlor. That one's right, right? No. Parlor still? It's still parlor. Is it really not Is tattoo it? salon? But uh, it's definitely not a tattoo salon. I feel like mm. tattoo salon is a thing. Though. It isn't. It's not. It's it tattoo isn't. parlor. It's, it's a parlor. It's a tattoo I've studio. I've heard the word yeah, tattoo studio. I guess Damn. It's Oh, for two there. At the very least, like, Pizza Salon <laughs> Some, was an honest someday, mistake. Someday you'll find a salon, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> At 
At the very least, Pizza Salon was a mistake. Like, I did, I, that was the wrong one, and I acknowledge that. I could have sworn Tattoo Salon was the thing. Nope. Oh, well. It's, uh, there's a tattoo parlor, tattoo studio, who knows. Um, like a tool shop, a few other shops all around. Uh, so it's like, it's more of the, like, these are things that people who live around here need than these are the things that people come here for a day out on the town kind of shops. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Bella, unfortunately, it's at this point where the the scent becomes kind of muddled, and you you you've lost it. Uh, not quite sure where to go from there. All right. Well, this is something. Um, does anything seem amiss here, or is it just down the street? Um, it's just down the street. There's less people here because, again, it's it's not really the. I hesitate to call it touristy, because I don't think there's really exactly tourist locations in Munster. That doesn't really make sense. Or, or tourists, uh, probably. Local tourism. Um, <laughs> local tourism. You know how it goes. Um, you know, it's it's the, the, the non-day-out uh, part of Main Street, where it just becomes mm. any other street. Um, so there's less people here. Uh, nothing immediately piques your interest. Um, I'm trying to think of what would be... Rather than just having you roll investigate a mystery again, what would be an appropriate thing to roll? Um, hmm. Go. Just go ahead and give me a straight sharp roll to see if you might rec- recollect something from what you might have seen on TV or heard on the radio. All right. That's uh, three. Wow. <laughs> wow. <Holy> shit. <laughs> That is zero for three rolls here. All right. Outstanding. I'm going to level up before I know it. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, I give up. I go back to the hospital. <laughs> you're looking around, and this this lightheaded sensation kind of overcomes you again. And you... It's, it's not fading this time as you kind of examine it. And you, you feel fatigued, and you feel almost empty in a way that you you don't quite know how to define uh and then you experience something that you haven't experienced in at least a month or so now and bella you're very confused as kerninos vanishes into thin air and kerninos you find yourself in the meeting chambers of the gods uh there are Several gods looking down from the, the tall seats that they sit in. You see Zeus, you see Quetzalcoatl, um, and next to you actually is Erish Kegel. And as you, you're there, presumably a little bewildered at this, because you haven't completed your task, Erish Kegel gives you a, a sort of a sad look, and very quietly just goes, I'm sorry, Ken, I did everything I could. Um... And, uh, Quetzalcoatl, I think, speaks up first and just goes, Still having trouble with my request, Kanunos? Ah, well, I think you'll find that humans are far less willing to sacrifice blood than they used to be. Yes, that's why it wasn't a simple request, Kanunos. You... We're supposed to prove yourself. I didn't even see you trying most of the time. I had much more pressing issues to deal with matters of life and death. Sai Shen, um, 
who, for the listeners and me who didn't know until five seconds ago when Dom introduced me, is a, a Taoist uh, figure that was worshipped as uh, a being of wealth and commerce, uh, speaks up and he goes, Canunus, I must say we sent Ereshkigal to keep an eye on you, and, well, she was a good friend, I guess, and tried to conceal this from us, but we saw you were offered a solution, a, a way to provide your oath to Quetzalcoatl, and you avoided it, made excuses. That cannot stand. You are loyal to the Pantheon first and foremost. The comings and goings of mortals should never come before that. Unless I'm mistaken, I was put into this place, I was brought to Earth, to figure out what was going on and to stop it from occurring, correct? Zeus kind of looks amongst everyone as they kind of mumble a bit and just goes, Yes, but you must understand there are consequences for your previous failures. In any case, Kernunos, uh, I'm sorry, this is not a trial, this is a judgment. In our infinite wisdoms amongst the whole of the Pantheon, we have decided that if you are going to side with the mortals, then you will live as they do. And you will be hereby stripped from your connection to the divine font of power that provides for us. Until such a time as you've proven your worth to rejoin the Pantheon. This is absurd. What are you... No, unacceptable. As I said, this is not an argument. And Ereshkigal goes, I... It, it, it was my fault, really. I, I didn't mean to put Canunus in such a difficult situation. And uh, Quetzalcoatl interrupts and she goes, It was not a difficult situation. He had a simple job, which you made simpler for him, and he overcomplicated it. If he cannot do something so simple that the humans could do it back when they worshipped me more directly, then he does not deserve to stand among us. Your judgment is final, and we will hear no more from you. And one by one, the light above each seat of the gods facing you goes out, leaving you in total darkness, and Erish Kegel gives you an apologetic look as the light on the platform you're standing on goes out too. And this lightheadedness returns, this fatigue returns, and you collapse. And when you wake up, and you're not sure how much time has passed when you wake up, you are laying face first on the, the pavement. A couple people are looking worried. And Bella, what are you doing in this situation? Uh, Kerninos vanished and reappeared face first on the pavement and has been that way for, for about a minute at this point. Are you like protecting Kerninos from the people approaching? Are you sniffing at him? What are you doing? Um, probably probably mainly just like sniffing at him, like, like sniffing around like, Basically, like that thing, the things that dog do, where they like sniff at your ears, and you can just hear it, kind of thing, really loud. <laughs> you wake up to that sound in your ears, Kernunos. Uh, just, just you. <laughs> Thanks. It's yeah. gonna be great audio. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the. Uh, I'm looking at those sound waves. I don't love it. My apologies. Um, we'll see if I can even keep that in. Uh, you wake up to the, the the sounds of uh, Bella sniffing in the air, and a few like concerned murmurs, and you feel like you were hit by a truck. Oh, all right. Thank you, Bella. Uh, and he kind of, like, slowly coaxes himself up off the ground. 
that was super excited that you're like actually moving and getting up and it's just like like doing the little tippy taps <laughs> all right well that was odd um hi everyone uh, i'm all right thank sorry i just fell over uh, a few people express further concern, and you kind of wave them off as well, and eventually they, they walk away, a few gazes lingering as they make sure that you're standing up fine and don't seem to have a concussion. Um, you are you are sore all over, um, and you, you, you can definitely tell that uh, that was not a bluff. Uh, your divine connection has been severed. On the ground next to you, you, you see something peculiar that you didn't quite expect, uh, it is your thorn whip. Um, mm. you, you, you pick it up and try and dismiss it, and it doesn't go anywhere. It is now just a, a physical... Uh, you can sense that it still has some of the divine energies in it, but y- you can no longer summon and dismiss it at, at will. It is now just permanently in the physical realm. Oh, God. Um, he uh, Does it hurt him, the thorns? Uh, you you reach out and, and poke them and yes, uh, you you begin to you get like that nice little prick and like a single droplet of blood comes out. Um, take just, one harm. No, <laughs> no, uh, fine. you die. It just kills the man. Um, <laughs> I think he. Uh, I mean, it is literally razors. Um, <laughs> Christ, what do, what does he do with that? Uh, he's wearing a suit coat. I think he, like, um, kind of, like, wraps it carefully. Fair. And then, um, like, I guess he kind of, like, straps it across his chest and then just pulls the coat over it. Alright, sure. like, does his best to, without having a holster, holster it on his person, you know? That's fair. Yeah, you do your best. It, it's a little bit of an odd, odd fashion choice, but I was gonna tie it as a belt, but I felt like that's probably too sharp for that. <laughs> your pants yeah. were. <laughs> oh no! It cut my pants right off. Belt. <laughs> Say it is a three harm weapon, so it's probably sharp as hell. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, should we take and... some time now, Chris? You and I to talk yeah. about what this mechanically means. Yeah. So and then we can cut this out of the actual podcast. Uh, we'll cu- I'll, I'll, I'll cut around it. I, I, I'm going to keep at least like the gist of it in because some people do enjoy hearing the nitty gritty of yeah, the yeah, rules yeah. of the game that they're listening to a play of. Um, for those who don't know, who haven't really looked into the Monster of the Week system at all, um, there are a set of... Im- well, every time you level up, you can pick an improvement. Uh, we, we've done this a few times. Uh, most, A lot of them are stats or just taking a new move. Sometimes you get a little extra stuff. Uh, for example, uh, as the divine which Kernunos is uh at one point before the podcast began he chose to gain an ally a lesser divine being sent from above to help you with their mission and that's how he stays at balanos's apartment rent free that's basically all he's used that power up for i don't quite know why he doesn't <laughs> ask for help more often um but there once you've uh leveled up five times uh on the sixth level up and beyond you can start taking advanced improvements uh and these ones are more interesting and some of them are very game changing in their things uh one of the the more simple the more simple one that everyone has at least one of is at least one used luck point, so you get a luck point back, which is extremely powerful. Um, some of them are like this hunter retires to safety. Uh, some of them are literally get a second hunter. I don't know if we'll be playing with that one because that sounds too complicated for you know the podcast environment at least. Um, but there's a bunch of stuff like that, and 
the final one, uh, the one that he has chosen here, is change playbooks, uh, which basically means that we find a narrative reason, um, and he changes playbooks. Some abilities that are inherent to his character, he gets to keep, um, but otherwise he just changes the playbook entirely and gets new abilities from that playbook as if he was starting out as that character. Um, for whatever it's worth, I'm going to let him keep the Razor Whip, though he won't be able to summon it and dismiss it as he once did. Uh, because I feel like that's very much Kernunus's personal property. Um, just take my stuff. I don't know if you'll keep the divine armor, unfortunately. Because mm. uh, I think that, that that was always described as more being a celestial thing that you summoned onto yourself. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to like a physical object that you could summon and dismiss. Dom has chosen uh, for Kernunus to switch to the exile, uh, oh, which is basically nice. a, um, a person out of time. Uh, who's now in this time fighting the monsters, uh, which makes a lot of sense for Kernus for A. Uh, he's literally like an ancient god who doesn't yeah. really understand the time. Uh, and B, the exile is quite literally what just happened to him. He was quite literally just exiled. <laughs> yeah. uh, so he's going to have to choose some abilities from that, which I also might cut out immediately following this. In fact, this rants for no one but me. Um, but uh, yeah, we're going to go and figure out what you need. Uh, are you so- going to want to take Confused? <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we've selected the abilities that he gains becoming the exile and taken away the abilities that were inherently about, like, him channeling divine energies. Uh, he kept Soothe and his whip, for example, because, like, those were both more about... Well, the whip is his own property, and Soothe was more about him being a divine being, which he still is. He just no longer has access to the divine energies that he used to power, like, more godly abilities. Um... But yeah, uh, getting back into the the fiction as opposed to the mechanics, uh, you are you are steadily standing. You are uh, kind of getting to the side of the street. Um, your your razor whip is wrapped up in your suit so that you don't just hurt yourself or anyone else with it. Uh, Bella's sort of following you, uh, and you are sore all over, um, but kind of. Rolling your shoulders and and stretching out a little bit, uh, you have the feeling it will pass, um, and there's there's no lasting damage that that did other than you know the obvious effects that uh, the gods applied to you. Is this just what humans feel like all the time? Oh God! All right, um, all right. There's too many too many problems to solve at once. Let's. Baron is in trouble. Okay, all right. Um, and I think he kind of like sets himself kind of back in the in the right mental state and tries to kind of be like, all right, you know, we'll put that, we'll deal with this later. Um, and uh, I, I think he just we just need to take a a, a look around, and I think um, Bell led him to this area, and so. I think he's going to kind of, like, move off the beaten path a little bit, like, not directly on the street, and is going to try to um, use magic in order to uh, observe another place or time to try to identify physically where Baron might be. All right, yeah, I think we have established that... um... 
you can use Magic Observer in other place by centering on someone you know well. I think we've done that a couple times. Um, so yeah, I certainly think you can do that. Uh, what, what exactly does this look like for Kernunas learning how to use magic as the mortal steel? I think it's... Um, whereas normally to do something like this, he would literally just like kind of focus a little bit, and then his eyes would light up and he'd see somewhere else. He does... He like moves... I want to say, like, he goes next to the, the tool store, and, like, not in an alley, but just next to the building, mm-hmm. and he tries to do that, and it's just like, oh. Just hold, looks hold. like he's constipated. Yeah, and he's like, hold on, hold on. And then, uh, thinks, thinks really, really hard, and then using a, uh, a, like, a chipped piece of concrete, like, from the sidewalk or something, etches a sigil into, uh, the ground, like, Full Metal Alchemist style. Mm-hmm. And then sits in the middle, and he's like trying to remember th- things that he's done a long, long time ago. Yeah. Like, hold on, is this a triangle? No, no, it was a square. Hold on. All right, okay, all right, here we are. Thanks. He and passed then, on to early Celtic druids. Yeah, and he's like, oh gosh, all right. And he he sits in the middle of the 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 diagram and like kind of does does what he does, and then his eyes light up, and he's doing it. All right, yeah, give me that use magic roll. See how well you remember your, your ancient magic. Please, God, give a good roll. God, please. That's an eight. That's an eight. Ooh, okay. uh, so you just get negative one forward, uh, which tracks with this being the first time you've done this in centuries, if not millennia. Um, it's it's hard. Uh, it's it's it is difficult. And as you're doing it, um, it takes you a second to realize that it's not just difficult because it's been a while since you've done this. Uh, Wherever Baron is, it's difficult for you to reach um, because of the nature of where he is. And as you reach out, um, you can see a a strange scene. Um, You see Baron um, as he was when you met him, uh, clean-shaven, uh, wearing wearing a nice button-up shirt that has no stains on it, uh, which I don't know if that's true of when Baron you met him, but like that's not the Baron you know now for sure. Um, and he's standing in the middle of what looks to be uh, a, a place of business before anything's been put in it. Um, it's a pretty empty room. A lot of the walls are kind of stripped. Uh, there's like some s- tables and chairs just ver- stacked up haphazardly in a corner, and there's several people working around, working on wires, working on this, that, and the other. And Baron's got a, a bag of tools to his side, and he's talking to a man that looks very familiar. And it takes you a second. It takes you a second because you've never seen him without his sunglasses, and you've certainly never seen him outside of a suit. But it is agent franks uh they're they're talking uh there doesn't seem to be any familiarity between the two and baron kind of motions through a door and agent franks nods and uh they they separate and your your vision kind of follows baron as he goes in and begins just installing some cabinets uh and as you're looking at this um another thing strikes you that this entire vision is desaturated and and static is kind of fading in and out and then eventually the static overwhelms your vision and you are you are back at your place a few people kind of looking odd at you Uh, there's a couple coins kind of scattered at your cross legs (laughs) (laughs) what is what was bella doing the whole time 
probably just like because you 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 like sat down to do this, right? It kind of like meditation. They like meditated. Um, definitely just like sat in your lap. Oh. Just decided to take a nap. And you're you're buzzing with all the magics. It was it was all warm. Just like mm, nice. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, it looks like. Okay, hold on. Baron is in the static, and he looks like he did a few months ago. Hmm. When you said Baron, Bella's like ears like perked up, and she's just kind of staring at you. <laughs> All right, uh, Bella, I have a bad idea. Let's see if it pans out. <laughs> and he picks up Bella and goes back down the street to where the agents were. Okay, yeah, uh, you begin heading down there. Uh, at this point, um, there, there's still a couple of cops kind of. I think there's just one cop at this point, just making sure no one kind of crosses the police tape. Um, the two white vans are just parked right on the other side of the police tape, and the agents are kind of, like, investigating through the rubble. Um, one's kind of calling out things, and the other one's taking notes. You catch words just like, like uh, got some ash over here that's uh, got a little bit of the, 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 the resonance, and the guy writes something down. Is uh, Frank's there? Uh, you look around, you do not see anyone, uh, you do not see Agent Franks, you don't see anyone you recognize. Alright, well that's the end of that thread, and he leaves. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, you, uh, you leave. Um, as you're leaving, um, I think at this point, between your, your meeting with the gods and heading all the way down Main Street with Bella, and then heading all the way back up to visit them, as you're leaving, uh, you hear the sound of a, a, a uh, phone call. Not phone, but you hear the sound of a cell phone ringing. That's the words that are better to say there. Um, mm-hmm. And you kind of glance back, and one of the agents uh, takes the phone to to her ear, and she goes, "Uh huh, yeah. Mm. Oh, okay. All right. We'll be, we'll head right it over, Agent Mendes." And uh, she hangs up and just goes, goes "Hey, we've we've got a call. Everyone, load up. I'll, I'll uh, fill you in on the way." Uh, and they all quickly uh, just with. Uh, alarming efficiency all load up in the van and they're all both in they're all loaded up in both vans uh before you know it and they begin speeding down main street uh heading south um is there a tree nearby uh, yeah sure there's like some trees like in little planters all right uh Kroninus runs and goes to jump into a tree to follow uh, you slam <laughs> right into it uh, you, you literally hear someone just go, oh, shit! <laughs> um, and you just fall flat on your back. Um, right. Bella, right. that wasn't great for you either, because you were in his arms. <laughs> go, ah. Oh, gosh. Ah, sorry, girl. All right, okay. It's literally um, this, the scene from <laughs> fucking Harry Potter where they, they <laughs> slam, slam into, into the wall. Into yeah, the wall. pretty much. <laughs> All right, um... Uh, Okay, do this the old-fashioned way. Uh, and he, I guess, pursues on foot. Uh-huh. You uh, start running after the vans. They are uh, vehicles, so they're going... Uh, they're, yeah. they're, they're getting caught by stoplights, and so every once in a while you begin to catch up, up to them, but then they turn off of Main Street, and un, uh, unhindered by stoplights, they are just getting away from you. Hmm. Um, Jeez Louise, actual <laughs> Dominic has to think about this. 
Let's see. We're still in the shit with the agency. I probably shouldn't call them. You could um, always try. It's up to you, though. I could always try. Do I actually have one harm? Uh, that doesn't seem I right. I saw that, but I don't know what would have caused it. I'm going to uncheck it, uh, if that's yeah. okay with you. That's fine. We'll say that <laughs> if you did get a harm, if anyone, any of our eagle-eared listeners... Uh, are like, but he got harm when he did the brain thing in the first episode. That's not fair. Uh, he's he's better now. <laughs> yeah, he's better. I, I feel like there was something for that, but I just yeah, can't remember. I'll, if I'll check it if we want. I just don't remember what in the world could have possibly. It, if I, I, I remember it, I'll have you put it back. If if uh, if by some miracle one of our listeners actually like sends us a tweet about it, I'll I'll fix it. See, hear that? Finally, it the, could the, be the, you. The, it could be you. It's it's finally the, the this is probably the motivation you needed. Correcting us about something we did wrong. You could do it and have all the fame that our seventy followers and twenty listeners could warrant. You could be Twitter famous. And by Twitter famous I mean within our circle. <laughs> Anyhow, we'll what is Kindness um, doing? I um, god, I don't even think I don't think he even knows. Do you wanna try Googling things? Could always try Googling things. Go- Googling? What could he possibly Google in this scenario? <laughs> uh, What's I don't know. going on? Things <laughs> what on the, is happening here? Things on the street that, that Bella took him to, or there's things on the street. That's all I got. I don't know. I'm just trying I mean, to help. Was the tool store that I was in front of important lore wise? Like <laughs> it was. It was. It sounded like you John's made it up on the store. spot to help describe where we were physically. I sure but did. I guess I'll ask, is that significant? Do I recognize the tool store? Is it like Baron's I... favorite? <laughs> Baron's favorite tool store? Uh, no, um, but I, I, I will give this just so I have clearly failed as the GM, not giving you enough to, leads to go on, which is definitely my failing. So I will uh, I will lead off of that. You begin kind of considering what was on that street, trying to figure out uh, if anything seems familiar. And takes you a while because i don't think that baron's heard much about this i think we've established that by some miracle none of the player characters actually listen to the radio so that's definitely not going to be it uh but i think you caught a little bit on like one of like the, the local news that balanus put on one night um there's a shop there and again th- this news story was run very shortly and very briefly so this is why you didn't remember it earlier um there's a shop there uh titled we're the pest around uh, and you remember hearing recently that the owners of that store uh, went missing, and when it was investigated, um, there's something weird about the investigation. You can't quite put your finger on it, um, but that's probably enough of a lead on its own. All right, uh, let's go check out this pest store place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you uh, begin heading back down the street. A couple, pe- a lot of people around where you are leaving are staring at you as you go after having watched you run <laughs> this fucking headlong wild into a man tree. He, he just sits there like like humming or like you know trying to think about it doing a street act gets up runs into a tree and then runs down the street yeah so <laughs> back and forth yeah, it's so, a lot to decode from from the air perspective you walked up looked at all the strange people investigating the, the rubble uh they drove off, you ran directly into a tree, and then started running off after the vans. <laughs> and then just started walking back the other way, <laughs> as if nothing happened. Uh, in any case, you eventually make it down there, and sure enough, uh, there is a building 
there is a sign that says uh, where the pests are round, and there is a sign at the front door that just says permanently closed. All right, this must be the place. Um, it, like, when it says permanently closed, it's just kind of, like, shuttered. It's not, like, cordoned with police tape or anything? No. Okay. Uh, I, I think you would have noticed that. Um, I think <laughs> Karen is looking for strange things would have seen uh, a police scene in one of the buildings. Yeah, uh, there's just sure. like a, there's actually, it, it's not even like a sign inside the shop. It's just like a, a piece of paper taped to it. Mm-hmm. Um, presumably because again, the owners went missing. So there's no one there to hang a sign. Um, but yeah. Uh, I think he's going to take a closer look at the building. Like he's going to look in the windows. Is there anything? Um, yeah, you look inside the buildings, it's, it's pretty dark in there, um, the windows kind of only open into the lobby, uh, there's like a, a desk there, with a computer behind it, a couple of chairs for waiting, some, some plants that upon per- further examination appear to be fake, um, nothing super obvious in here. And the door is locked, I assume? Uh, 100%. Alright, is the back door locked? <laughs> <laughs> um go ahead and just roll me 2d6 we'll just let luck decide whether the back door is locked or not that's a seven that's a seven um you go to the back door and it is locked um but you see that a nearby window is just slightly cracked it's like it's it's like a, a small window so you're gonna have to really squeeze on in there uh, but it is open. Right. Uh, he opens it up the rest of the way and puts Bella in first and then crawls in after her. All right, yeah, you, you squeeze through. It is a very long process that you're happy is, like, in a, happening in a back alley because, A, anyone <laughs> who saw you doing this would see you breaking into a building, but, B, it would be extremely embarrassing even if you weren't breaking in because it is not a pretty process. Uh, and eventually and he unlocks the back door so you can leave through that. <laughs> that's fair. You eventually you flop uh, almost face first onto the, the, the tile of the back room uh, and then stand up and unlock that back door uh, in the room you're in um, around there, the, the, there. There's a bunch of various pesticides uh, and the like. You do recognize boric acid as one of them. Hmm. Um <laughs> I, I made there to be a way you could get that in one of the mysteries, and then you just <laughs> bought it on Amazon. <laughs> put a lot of thought into this. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, just, Jeff. Just fucking Beast Boast comes in and stomps all over my carefully laid plans. <laughs> ruining corporate. Ru- you, ruining you went small to town a, America. You went. You went to a rave and you, where there was a lot of alcohol, and you just fucking bought a, a, a beer store. <laughs> I mean, like, it's a modern world with all the modern conveniences. Go to the store and buy the thing you need. I I, I don't blame you. It's just hilarious. Um, But yeah, it's, it's, again, it's pretty dark in here. The lights obviously aren't on. Uh, There's a door out to the, I think there's two doors out to the lobby, probably just like one from the lobby itself and one from behind the receptionist desk. Mm. Uh, And then there's like another door in like an, uh, Part of the wall kind of comes out, and there's like a door to that section where there's presumably like a, a closet or something beyond. Um, why do I keep closing my notes? Uh, but yeah, it seems like a pretty standard like storage room for a, a 
exterminator business. Uh, Kroonanos picks up Bella before she gets into any any poisons. <laughs> That's um, fair. And then, uh, I think, uh, like, slowly kind of moves out of that room to see if there's, again, like, just get a better idea of what's going on in the building. Oh, yeah. I'll go ahead and give me an investigative mystery as you look through this building. Please, please. Come on. Come on. Uh, it's got a minus one, huh? Oof. That's a four. That's a four. Could always use luck if you wanted. Jesus. I mean, it's already been a... How how much experience have you got in this session? Like, holy shit. Four. (laughs) Damn. That's, yeah, absurd. That's the the majority of a level up. Holy Uh... (laughs) Um. Time to change your playbook back. (laughs) (laughs) No, I can only do it once, Chris. Oh, no. Uh... Jeez, Louise. Um, yeah, I'm gonna use luck. All right. Uh, this is bad. I, I I will note. Good choice. Uh, there might have been some rough consequences to not uh, to to failing at that role. Uh, I don't know because there's addition- anyway. Uh, yeah, you begin looking around, um, trying to to find any sign of anything. Uh, and and you find yourself having difficulty focusing on anything here. And as you're going through, you you, you swear there's nothing here, and it's probably just time to leave. Uh, when Bella knocks something over, and the shatter kind of rockets through your senses, and you look over, and uh, the thing kind of fell into the door. Um, I don't know how Bella knocked something over. You were holding her, but whatever. She wriggled I out. Put and her down something. once we were out of the poison room. That's fair. <laughs> uh, the the thing you watch as the thing kind of falls to the ground uh, was with a loud clang. I think I said it shatters. Shut up. Um, and it, it it rolls to the the door, um, the 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 additional door in the back room, and you open it up, and there are some stairs uh, leading down into a cellar. Uh, following those down, you head into the depths of this building. Hey, real quick, uh, before I go into the dark, spooky basement, do the lights work? Uh, sure, yeah. Okay, cool. You turn the <laughs> I lights turn the on. lights on in the basement. And you walk into the depths of this now-lit basement. Um, and as you get down to the bottom, you find a room. There, there's uh, boxes here and there labeled various things, most of which you don't recognize. Uh, but you don't really catch any of those, because at the back of the basement, there the best comparison you have are like the roots of a tree spreading out from the back wall in this knotted mess uh, that is so dark and so black it's hard to pick out individual uh, individual details of whatever this is. The roots are, are growing along the walls, reaching out and wrapping a, a, around uh, rafters and wrapping around boxes and there's just the slightest subtle pulsing from within it. And Bella, uh, you are, your little doggy instincts are so overwhelmed at this that you just start barking at it because you don't know what else to do about this. Um, Creepy thing bad. Creepy thing bad. And Kernunos, you think he just might have figured out where Baron went. Krununos pulls out his cell phone and calls Enif. Hey, Enif, I think I... I think I found something. 